I've been told by everybody up on this roof that they're all off the roof. I am on the roof of Exposure 4. Got fire through the roof of the fire building in the entire rear section. Welcome to Old School. I'm Chief Rick Lasky, along with my buddy Chief John Salka, and uh, we've been uh, we've been getting some great feedback. Thank you so much for the great feedback on this podcast. Uh, like we've said a bunch of times, it's just it's just John and I sitting talking. We've done it for almost 30 years, just sitting there talking, and 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 we've decided, you know what, we need to just record some of this and share, and uh, and uh, that's all it is. No no agenda, just us uh, visiting with you. So. Uh, Hey, John, um, um, and I know I asked you this before we went live, um, if we could take a few minutes and uh, uh, pay tribute to, to a, a good friend of both of ours, um, uh, Assistant Chief, I'm sorry, my, I'm so used to that from 12 years, Chief Tim Tittle uh, from the Louisville, Texas Fire Department was uh, one of my two assistant chiefs, like my number two chief, um, Daryl Brown was there, and Daryl was awesome. He's the chief of Grapevine, Texas. Daryl's a great dude and great boss. Um, John Tim was the, the most loyal. Um, uh, well, you and I have talked about the importance of loyalty. Um, you know, he, he passed away well over 40 years dedicated to the fire service. He fought cancer for six years, back and forth to work, uh, never smoked, athlete, worked out all the time. Um, you've said it before, when they punch your ticket, that's it, man. And uh, we lost him the other day. And I know you've met him a bunch of times. Uh, great guy. Great guy. Absolutely. And, you know, we've all been through it. Getting, you know, we all get a little bit older. I'm 62 years old now. My, you know, my, my career in the FDMY is over. Did, did my 30, my 33 years there. And, and, and you moved on from, from Louisville. And the point being, we're at the stage in our lives where, you know, it starts to happen a little, little bit more for, for, <laughs> for, you know, whether it be tragically sudden or whether it be, you know, obviously we, we we know some older older guys that were our mentors when they were in their 60s. We were in our 20s and 30s, and some of them are passing away now too. But my point being, it never gets easier, man. Whether it's whether it's the guy that you've known for 48 or 58 years that that's you know 87 and passes, or it's whether a guy like Tim. Tim was a young man, you know, and and didn't suddenly pass, but still, uh, it's still sudden. Him him being in the prime of his life, being the chief of the department in, in Louisville, and you being so close to them, having having worked with them for over a dozen years, uh, it's it's just not easy. It's just not easy, and you know, it, it's gonna. I mean, what we're gonna talk about today, you know, is related. It, it's related to death. It's related to line of duty deaths and how we categorize them and how we count them and, and what the purpose of all that is. But when you when you pull them out, when you pull them out one at a time and look at the name, look at the look at the name Ray Phillips. Ray Phillips just passed away, you know, two years ago. Yesterday, right. Right. You know? And, and boy, the time has flown right by. It seemed like yesterday. And uh, and and every year, another 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 name and another face and another story and another career and another life over. And uh, it just is, uh, it is it is tragic. And 
it's something that we unfortunately get used to. You know, I mean, it, it, listen, we're all on the same train. I've said this a hundred times. We're all on the same train. Just no matter what station you get off at, you know. And uh, I hate to, I hate to make light of it, but really, you know, in the end, that's it. You know. Well, and you're exactly right, buddy. It's just, you know, and, and I love the Toledo Ohio Fire Department, another great fire department. And you and I have taught for them. I, I've done a, several classes for them. Uh, they do this thing on Twitter that they post several times a month. And it's as long as, as long as, you know, they're remembered, they'll never be forgotten kind of thing, you know, as long as we, and they post either, you know, a different member that they've lost over the years and they talk about them. And it's, it's a great, great post if, to our listeners you know, check it out. They do such a great job remembering those they've lost in, uh, in, in Toledo. And it's Ohio. so true. Every oh. time you talk about Ray Phillips, every talk you, you know, every time you talk about Tim from now on, you know, every time we talk about Brannigan in one of our classes, you know, they're in the room again. Oh, exactly. Tom Brennan, there he is sitting right there laughing, giggling, telling stories about, you know, crawling. And it's just, it, that that's the, that's the, I don't want to call it a positive thing, but you never really do die. If your friends and family and all the people you knew and worked with keep talking about you, you never really do die. Exactly. And, you know, all, all these years, we, we still talk Andy Fredericks. We still talk Bobby Welch, you know, Bobby, um, you know, legendary with, with the pipes and drones, but a great, great uh, firefighter officer. Bob, Bob posts stuff all the time. Do you remember, folks, you and I do that whole never forgetting means never forgetting, you know. Um, you know, and Tim, you know, t Tim was just, I mean, what, what a great guy with a great family, man. What, what a great athlete. What a, just a, what a great guy, great boss. You were there at my retirement ceremony where my boss let me make the announcement while I was a time bomb of tears up there um, nice. that, that Tim was the next chief in Louisville. Uh, like I said, we worked together as partners for almost 12 years. There were strong rumors for that. I'm sure it was, it was oh. well-deserved and almost expected, but it sure still was nice that you got to oh. say it. It was just so cool. And like I said, John, I was blessed. You, you've talked about your partners at work. You know, having Daryl Brown as, as one of my other assistant chiefs for a long time after I was betrayed by another one that had no honor, no integrity. And then Terry McGrath. I mean, Terry's my co-host on Hump Day Hangouts. Terry is a cool dude. Um, I used to say this all the time. You know, it's about Daryl and, and Tim. And then when Steve Bass, our buddy Steve Bass, stole Daryl from us to bring him over to Grapevine and, you know, subsequently as chief, I kept saying it. I said, people used to knock on my door all the time. Call, you know what I mean? That call the phone, HR directors, headhunters going, okay, uh, what's it going to take to steal Tittle? What's it going to do to steal Brown? And then it was Terry McGrath. Terry's the other one that, you know, I, I tried to recruit for a couple places where I was helping to find a new chief. It's just a matter of time before somebody reaches out and snatches him. And there's a guy like Tim, Terry, who is very passionate about the job. And people confuse like, 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 like sometimes passion, passion for maybe being angry about stuff. And it's not about being angry as you're disappointed when people fail you, um, when maybe a system fails you. Um, but uh, great guys and, and God bless you, Tim. I mean, you're, you'll be with us forever, brother. Uh, for, for those out there, just, just Google, or go to my Facebook or Twitter stuff. You can find all the information on Chief Tim Tittle, um, uh, Chief from Louisville, Texas. But what a great guy. But John, um, on that, because I already said Tim, Tim was one of those forward-thinking guys um, that was always trying to do things to improve his fire department and subsequently the rest of the fire service, especially in, in, in the, the Dallas metro area. But you and I have talked about this before. We're doing better. We're doing better. We're do, you, cre you created a Get Out Live, 
and, and, and remind me, because um, I think I get the numbers jumped. You, you got to look, you finally got, I, I created a get out, I created Saving Her Own because we weren't doing anything. It was after, after Joe Samick died, uh, a couple other people that were taken from us in line of duty. And I'm like, we're not doing anything to train firefighters to save firefighters. And you said, screw it, I'm, I'm tired of this, the tipping point, right? Well, I have to, we have to do something. And you created a get out live. And, right. and that was after FDNY lost how many? We lost, um, we lost 11 guys in 23 months, wow. which wow. was absolutely unfathomable. I was a captain at the time in 48 engine, busy, busy company, busy part of the Bronx. And I mean, 11 guys in 23 minutes, you do the math. You're talking about every 60 days, putting a uniform on, going out and burying somebody. It was, it was pretty tough. One, two, three at a time. And uh, make a long story short. It just spurred me into saying, man, oh, man, what, what are we doing? I started looking at them. It wasn't any kind of a scientific stir survey or study. I just looked at all the line of duty deaths, just our own, right within our own department. A lot of information was available. And I just said, man, what can we do? And, and, and there it was. Get out alive. You know, how to breach a wall, how to jump out a window headfirst onto a ladder and not fall, how to, how to, how to put a piece of rope in your pocket and make, make a, a belay, a bailout system out of it without – without the belts and the ropes and the, and the carabiners and all How about the, the room orientation drill, which I think I, that is one of your, that's one of your best. I brag on it. I love when you do the classroom and I love even more when you do the practical. That Cause that, that by far is the one that I got the most comments on, but, but, but without blowing smoke up here, you know, the, the point was, it was, it was an answer. It was an attempt to try and help line of duty death, you know, reduction. Well, and, it, but but real quick, let me interrupt for a second. And it and it and it did. You and I. Well, well, hang on to that statement for a second. Let me. You and I remember we used to talk about this. Going, you know, you and I would get a phone call back when email started. I, I have I have a plaque and a statue here from two different departments that use stuff that you and I taught them to save one of their own firefighters' lives. You know, and we started seeing documented saves um, for, from from those programs we were teaching of firefighters saving firefighters. But yet, I remember you and I. God, how many times you're like, but the numbers aren't going down, you know. And 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 you and I've said before, this whole comparison when they say, well, you know, you know, that we'll talk about fires in a second. But Tom Brennan did a great editorial a long time ago when he was editor in chief of fire engineering. It was liars figure, figures lie, and it's like you can make up whatever you want, try to justify it all you want. But you got to do your research. And I always called like on a book, the back matter, where you flip it over, you always read the back side of a book. You know, what's the back matter on the subject? What really happened? Because if, it, John, if, if PPE is better, if, you know, if our air packs, our turnout gear, radios are better, thermal imaging is better, we've got heads up displays now, we have, we have thermal imagers and accountability systems, and we've, we've got every, look at, look at how far we've come from horses, even before horses, from steam engines and pulling stuff to where we're at today. Yeah, look how far we've come from just riding the back step. Oh yeah, exactly. But but two different numbers I wanted to, I wanted to chat with you about, ask you about that you and I've talked about is number one. Let, let's jump backwards for a second. And I use this. I was in uh, uh, outside uh, north of Seattle, Washington, this weekend for uh, my good buddies Paul Wagner and Greg Osborne for Region Three, the Chiefs. And I did a couple of programs. One of the things I brought up, John, is what you and I talked about, especially you about you know this whole you know, fires are down. And, I, and I, I said where a lot of fire chiefs lack is in their marketing ability. You know, they, they teach it to police chiefs. Police chiefs know how to get up. Man, they're polished. They've got people that take records uh, about the people who take records. And I, you, you and I both love law enforcement. We love our brothers and sisters on the law enforcement side. But they train the chiefs on how to go sell their city councils on stuff. 
in fire chiefs, we do jack you know what for them. And then they stand up there and they go, well, we want more people. And a council member who did his homework or has a brother who's a firefighter says, well, according to the statistics here that I got from the XYZ website, fires are down in the United States, but you're asking for more firefighters? And then the chief comes back and says, well, you know, where are the insurance policy? You know, it, it's not important until you need us. And I know we do more EMS, but you said it before. They're, they're, they're saying numbers are down, John, because they're comparing them to what years? You know what? That, that, that's so true. That's so true. Everybody compares. Everybody says the numbers are down, the numbers are down, the numbers are down. And the numbers are down compared to that spike. To that spike in the late 60s, early 70s, when New York and Chicago and a lot of big urban cities around the United States, you know, a lot of civil unrest and a lot of, a lot of people burning things for insurance money and a lot of, a lot of things that have been solved and fixed and, and, and been put on the shelf. So, uh, yeah, flyers are down compared to them. If you read Andy Frederick's articles, Andy's dead almost 10, 20 years now, you know, Andy Frederick wrote some articles before he passed on 9-11 about how fires really aren't down. And, and he said, basically, in a nutshell, and if you want to go research it, you can. I'm not a scientist. I can't tell you what page or where to look for it. If you want to challenge me, go find it. He, he wrote that if you, other than that spike, other than that, that, that big rise in, in fires over the course of that five or eight years, he said, we are now, and this is now 20 years ago. I'm sure it applies to some degree to today. He said, we're now as busy as we've ever been. I just saw the numbers for the FDMY the other day. It's, it's, it's a million point two, a million point three runs. And that's fires and EMS. It's all of our runs. So everybody's busy right now, you know. And to some degree, what the chief said in that little story you just told is true. You know what? If we only get two fires a year here, don't we want to help? Don't we need enough guys to fight the fire? Do, do, do we have to have two fires a day to have enough guys to fight the fire? I mean, really, that's, that's what I would say. If I was a fire chief talking to the city council, can, can you give me enough guys on Wednesday? Wednesday of next week, the 9th? Can you give me, give me enough guys at 9 a.m. in the morning because we're going to have a job that day, right? I mean, if we knew when we were going to have the fire, yeah. I would do that. But exactly. we don't. But we don't. Now, the volleys can just blow the horns again or resound the pages and actually some more guys show up and maybe next door shows up. But with the paid fire departments, you've got nine guys on duty in three stations. That's what you got. You've got nine guys. Now, I know they can call guys back in from nine miles away. They can put their kids in the house real quick with the wife and get dressed and drive in. But it's not quite the same thing. Now, that's one point. The other, the other point is that if you look at dollars and, and you know, your executive fire officers and your city managers and all the technical people, which I am not, and I'm not knocking them. Thank God there's technical people because I don't want to do that. But if you, look, if you look at the numbers of dollars lost, dollar loss to fires, and, and it was true five years ago and it's true today. You can just update the numbers. With very few exceptions, if you go back 20 or 25 years from today, every year for 25 years, with maybe one exception, the dollars lost to fire in the United States every single year are greater than the dollars lost to every other type of natural disaster or calamity. Add it up. Add, add it, it up, up, right? Add it up. Hurricanes, floods, earthquakes, all that stuff added together. All of them. Tornadoes, twisters, you name it. Just keep naming it, right? All of those disasters don't add up to the dollars lost to, to fire. So even though fires are, quote, unquote, down from that peak, which, which, is, which is already a, a fake number, right, because it's only from that certain little peak, even though fires are down, fires are still one of the most expensive uh, occurrences in the United States, and it's not just money. Because anybody that's taken a class from you or I, when we start talking about firefighter survival and, and how many civilians die every year, and the number is 3,000 
3,000 civilians die every year in fires. And, and, and John, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at the numbers right now, buddy, and, and I'm just pulling up from the U.S. Fire Administration. You know, we'll talk about them later with tracking. Fire deaths, let's just talk 2008 through 2017, roughly 10 years, right? Let's just okay. talk that, all right? I know we're in 2020, but this is what they have posted because it always takes a while, all right? And, and well, actually, in 10 years' time, only one time in 2012 did it dip below 3,000. It was 2855. The rest of the years, 3320, 3000, 3025, 3320, 3,390 lives. Okay. And it's like it's not happening. Yeah. And it's like it's not happening. Now we're talking about clean cabs. Now we're talking about, you know, cutting staffing and, and, and response times. And none of them, very few of the changes that I hear being talked about in lots of places, not everywhere, have nothing to do with saving civilians, right. but with saving us, right. and, and, us and, and keeping us from dying early or getting cancer or getting run over. And all those are legitimate things. And I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody, National Fallen Firefighters or NFPA or U.S. Fire Administration or anybody else. Everybody's doing a great job trying to do the right thing. But I think somewhere along the line, and, and you know, what about them? What about the folks that we all raised our hands and said, we, we are here to protect you. We are coming. We are coming. 3,000 die every year, and it's almost an invisible number. It's transparent. You could, ask, you could probably ask most fire chiefs or city managers how many oh, people die John, every night. John, I do it, ever since you started doing that, and I ripped that off from you. You know that. And I, I always talk, I give, give you credit. I ask people, I, I, I mean, room full of people, how many people die in this country due to fire every year? How many fire deaths? And I swear to God, they, I look out there and there's no, this is what you get this, uh, 70,000, um, right. 200, 300. And they're guessing. And when you say 3000, I say, look, I know it wasn't on one day, like nine 11, but, but gee, Jesus, I mean, you know, we're over 3000 people are dying due to fire. Forget the injuries in this country. Oh, and yeah. there's some, you know, look, and there's some great and organizations. Have, and, and we have, we, the fire service, and we have a collective conniption if the firefighter line of duty deaths go up by 10 or 15 or, God forbid, 20 from one year to the next. Holy cow, I think there's a giant crevice in the earth. This may be close to the end of uh, Armageddon. We may be the, it may be the end of the world. We went up by 30 from last year. 30? Really? And 3,000 civilians died and nobody even knows it. And those are our what? Ask Alan Brusini. Who are those 3,000 people? Right. Customers. Those are the people that we were created to serve and we don't eat and we don't even know that number and right and, you know people will always come back to it well you know all right there's a little whatever 1.2 ish firefighters in the country and there's a gazillion people and the numbers kind of you know and i'm like yeah but the reality is you know before we start talking fires are down let's brag about civilian deaths are down and and i was getting to john there's some great organizations out there you know, you look at you look at some of the sprinkler organizations that are pushing sprinklers and residences, which we should have. And there's some great people doing great initiatives, but some of the heavy hitters really aren't are kind of backing us when it comes to that. So so that's the one set of numbers we've talked about about you know civilian deaths and how much in the way of Dallas. So therefore, our fire chiefs, you want to stand in front of your city council and have a council member, God bless them, they're doing their job, say fires are down. Why? I say, well, you know what, fires are down because you compare them to the heydays. But the, 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 let me just show you some numbers, and, and let's talk about dollar loss, and let's do what we can to, to prevent this from happening, and so on and so forth. And, blah, blah, blah. and without showing them numbers, you know, a fire chief could talk to the city council or the city manager and say, 
except for the period from 1969 to 1974, it is, there's more fires and more death and calamity in the United States rel related to fires than ever in the history of the planet. So, you, you know, you can eliminate them, right? Just like they say that, with the exception of 9-11, when 343 firefighters died, only 85 firefighters have died on average every year for the past 20 years. They, they very quickly, with one sentence, just removed 9-11 from the picture, even though it was 343 firefighters, right? Why? Because it was a spike. Well, if you take the same concept and apply that to fires, with the exception of 69 to 74, fires are at their height in the United States right now. Take that little spike out, and we're as busy as we've ever been. And then, like you said, so more civilians die, more fires than, than ever, except for that spike. And look at the dollar loss as well. You, you tell me how you can even talk about fires being down if you put those three factors right in front of you. Exactly. Ex exactly. So, so like, I, like I said earlier, John, we've got better apparatus, fire apparatus responding. We have better you know, turn off gear, protective clothing, SCBAs, tools, training, training opportunities. We could, we could do, we could do years on just that and, and on shows and, and still not run out of stuff to talk about. So let's flip that. When we talk about firefighter line of duty deaths. Now we've said before, both of us really like, we like, and I know I brag on him a lot. I don't even know if he likes me or not to be honest, which really doesn't matter to me, but but Bill Carey from Firefighter Nation and, and Fire Rescue, you know, he manages those sites and, and that part of the magazine and stuff for, for Bobby. And what's um, his saying, right? What's his saying? Oh, I deal with data, not drama. Don't, and I use that all the time. Don't give data me your drama. drama. Boy, oh boy, is that good. Oh, don't give me your theories and your drama. Let's deal with what is reality. And he does a great job. To our listeners, follow him on Twitter. And, 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 and I'm telling you, you'll, you'll, he'll post – Every day he put, he posts another one lost to this, another one lost to this, another one lost to this, and and we we talked at FDIC a few years ago because I, I really got tired, and I'm not saying it because I had to lose some weight. I'm saying we we we're all so quick to blame certain things, just like you said when it comes to to people saying fires are down. So when you study, let's just talk about the firefighters lost due to heart attack and stress every year, and we will say it is a fact. Smoking smoking is down, you know physical fitness is up. You talk to, do your surveys in the fire service. You know, it, it really is. It's not, it's not what it was, John, when you and I started or when my old man was a firefighter and everybody smoked and that was the cool thing to do. Look at the advertisements it, and they're not gigantic, overly obese, all these, you know, gigantic, you know, more, more, you know, more morbidly obese people. You look and go, okay, this guy was 38. This guy's 45. This guy's 52. And what, what's going on here now? We're doing better with physical exams, you know, every year and, and all that stuff and so on and so forth. But I like what he does. He actually tracks. Remember a couple of years ago where he said 250 days into the year, not one line of duty inside a burning building yet. Yep. And, and, and help call. And say the last, th say those last words again. Where? Oh, in a burning building. And he'll, That's right. and he'll, he'll say that, John. He'll say, he'll, he, he actually kind of calls people out on it. He did the other day. He goes, he calls somebody, goes, lying. Something like lying, not telling the truth, because somebody posted this big thing about, and he's like, and he, and he, again, it goes back to you, you and I can make up whatever we want. And there's a bunch of people, you know, that are friends of ours, that, like we would, we listen to our buds and all, but, you know, it's nice when somebody's willing to talk facts, they're willing to call out the people that make up this stuff out there and talk about what reality is when it comes to it. Now, numbers, people know, you know, as long as people know detractors, you know, uh, uh, folks that are on the opposite side of arguments. You should, we should be able to 
disagree without being oh, disagree. Oh, yeah. We, we used to. sides of an argument and not be angry. You know, I've sat on a couple of stages with folks talking about, you know, victim profiling, you know, and, 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 and how little I think of it. You know what I'm saying? But, but the guy that invented it sat on the stage with me and we shook hands and we, and we were friendly and we were cordial and he brought up his points and I brought up mine and we, we debated a few things and it worked out just fine. And, and the same rules apply to this concept. The same rules apply to this issue of line of duty deaths. You know, I think the bottom line is, and again, I, and I, I just want to be clear that I think the work that a lot of organizations are doing to reduce line of duty deaths are wonderful and well-meaning and effective and positive and good and <clears throat> with no reservations. However, I still think the concept itself in general across the board is overblown. I think it's overblown. I think it's made, it's, it's made into a bigger thing. I think they make bigger announcements. I think they talk louder about it. I think there are bigger posters about it. And I tell guys in my classes, and you and I teach a lot of classes together, and I teach a lot of classes on my own, five ground responsibility, and you know, just about every class touches upon safety and survival, right? And I always say, please stop worrying about everybody. Please stop worrying about how many firefighters died every year. And I don't mean it doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter to you individually. You should be worrying about, if you're a lieutenant in the Louisville Fire Department, you should be worrying about the Louisville Fire Department. And more specifically, if you're a lieutenant in, in Ladder 2, that's who you should be worried about. The firefighters that are riding on Ladder 2 with you in the A-shift in Louisville Fire Department. When I was a captain of 48 Engine, I should be worried about the five guys that are riding around with me in 48 Engine on my shift. I shouldn't be worried about 75 Engine down the block or the Detroit Fire Department and their vacant buildings. I mean, those are all great concepts, and we can all learn stuff from close calls and line-of-duty deaths. But don't worry about that. Most fire departments, which God will tell you, there's over 41,000 fire departments in the United States, right from who? ISO. That's right. Right from ISO. And those are the numbers, people, right? And, and guess what? When 50 or 65 fathers died, that means tens of thousands of fire departments had no line of duty death last year, every well, single year. And, and, and think of you and I have talked about this before. If you look at NIFRS, the reporting system, if you will, for, for our activities, granted, there's, a, there's a, a decent percentage of fire departments that do not participate because they don't either want to or they don't have people or whatever. But the majority do. And when you look at how many actual structure fires we respond to in just, you know, forget, God bless our, you know, same thing to our, we have our brothers and sisters from Canada that are, that are, are listening, you know, to us, to this podcast. But, but in, in the United States, if you add up, if you look at all the actual structure fires in one year's time, you know, and again, I'm not trying to condone it, folks. We're not trying to condone firefighter deaths or injuries and say it's okay we you we are we are with you we want to fight this and we want to see people survive and live but boy oh boy we're, we're are we doing that bad you well, know not that bad boy aren't we doing good well boy aren't we doing good more farmers, yeah. more, more loggers more truck drivers die than firefighters every year put exactly. that pipe and smoke it exactly so so the, the whole point is we should never give up in our efforts to, to keep firefighters, obviously, alive and healthy and safe and, and keep the numbers down. Um, but, but I think masking it sometimes, John, I think that's where you're going with this. Some of this masking it, you know, what is, you know, a line of duty death, and, and we, we don't, we want to be very careful because a good buddy of ours brought this up probably 20 years ago where he, you could, we could get all the acronyms, all the LMLPs working together, different, different uh, you know, um, uh, different, um, uh, uh, organizations coming up with different numbers 
for the same stuff. And it's like, wait a minute, why are there more line of duty that's with this group listed than there is with this group? There's this group and so on and so forth. You know, so I, we, I, I, was, I was set straight on that recently, you know, with, with the, uh, the NFPA and the, and the U.S. Fire Administration. And people come out with, uh, there's at least a couple of different numbers every year. And some of them count every, every, every single one line of duty, whether it's a hometown hero's line of duty death or, or and, and some of them don't. Some of them just count, um, you know, on actual actual duty line of duty that's meaning responding returning actually at the scene and stuff like that and right off the bat that seems a little confusing to me the fact that there's two separate numbers each year in the united states you think you think we get our stuff together and say here's what the number is you know now and i'm not picking on anybody because somebody whoever that and and this is not an actual line of duty death but i've read so many and you read them in the magazines and you read them in a lot of places there was a firefighter or an officer and it doesn't matter who and god bless him and i hope they took care of his family there was a firefighter that was on duty in uniform driving from headquarters to somewhere else with some paperwork, with a report that had to be submitted that day for a grant or for whatever it was. And he was killed in an automobile accident at an intersection. And that fire department made that a line of duty death. And that line of duty death got attributed to one of the organization's totals for the year. Well, I hope the family gets taken care of. The guy was on duty. He was pulling duty. He was doing work. He was out there because he was working. He wasn't on the way to an ice cream shop with his daughter off duty. However, don't you think we should make some differentiation between a guy crawling through a building or falling off a roof compared to a guy that even dies of job-related cancer, you know, somewhere or dies of, of something 36 hours after directing traffic at a fire somewhere? And I'm not minimizing anybody's contribution to the fire service, but I think somewhere along the line, like the military does, I think they should be differentiated between a killed in action exactly. and, a, and a killed on duty. And, and, and we're, we're not talking about, you know, reducing benefits to the families of those. Absolutely not not Absolutely. at all. We're not talking. You can still pay out what you pay out, but, but you can have active and, and you can have like they do combat related and non-combat related. So, so let's differentiate, and, and they do break the numbers up. Again, if you look at the pie chart, you can see what was training, what was traveling to, you know, all the different things like that. They do have it broken down, and, and they do a pretty good job of it. But they, but nobody, nobody pays attention to that job. I should say very few people do. Bill Carey does, but they see the numbers. They go, you know, like for years it was about a hundred. We're down a little bit now from that, but it, sometimes we're, it ebbs and flows. You know, and like 50, whatever. But 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 we would say, oh, look, 90, 80 people. And I'm like, yeah, but 80 people, let's start looking at how. And how many were training incidents? How many were in vehicle accidents? How many were in, you know, inside buildings? How many were heart attack and stress? How many, how many, how many, how many, how many? And then you can make, I think, a little bit more valid argument when you're trying to justify things. But just to take one number, as you would say, tie it to a balloon and pow, pop it out there. You remember... There was a guy in the fire service that we both know one year that said, well, if you take out those 19 guys that died in that, in that wildland fire, we didn't, we didn't break a hundred this year. You know, like every, everybody was making every excuse and every deduction and reduction to try and keep the number under a hundred one year. And I'm like, really, is it that important if it goes from two digits to three digits or not, or from three to two with, that we're trying to, to pull some out and say, well, if we make this one accidental rather than a line of duty, it just, doesn't matter. Every line of duty is a tragedy. Every death of a firefighter, whether he was delivering plans for, a, for an inspection or whether he's crawling through an apartment dragging the victim out, they're all tragic. A lot of them have lessons to be learned. We should talk about all of them. 
but but I, I don't like the the grandstanding. I don't like the the big total. And the number for 2019 is. And then we're all waiting for this number, like it, like it really matters. And it doesn't matter. It matters that you keep your department safe. You keep your battalion safe. You keep your crew safe if you're a lieutenant or a captain. And I think if guys and gals spent more time focusing on that, I think the numbers, the national number probably would go down if we, if we pay attention to the stuff that we, that we actually have some control over. Some well, and, and that's my point with, again, you know, not to blow smoke up Bill Carey's ass, you know, um, but if I tell people all the time, John, if you really want to see someone who tracks the whole, and more than that, he, he, a lot, he does a ton of things, but if you really want realistic numbers, realistic features, a realistic view, whatever you want to call it, let's talk realistic, the data, not drama, follow Bill and, and, and watch well, what he's brought that reality to line of duty desks, like our friend brought to, uh, to, to rapid intervention teams in May days with the May day project. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And, and again, you and I, to our listeners, oh my holy God, there's nothing more that, that John Salk and Rick Lasky would want to see is line of duty that numbers keep reducing. Now, you know, one of your shipmates, Captain Patty Brown, legendary, tremendous amount of respect for him for both me and you and a gazillion people have said um, uh, for the longest time, he said it forever. He says, you know, you could be the safest fire department in, in North America and, and it's still a dangerous job. You know, there's there's things that happen. There's great bosses who have had things go wrong at fires and lost people. It doesn't mean you're every incident command runs a fire, loses a firefighter, is an, an asshole, an idiot, a dummhead. Don't know if that's not true. There are a few, but the majority are good, great bosses. Stuff happens, but but again, um, I, I, I John, I, I guess what I'm asking is, don't we need to pay attention to the 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 why and the how instead of just the number? Right. Right. You know, I, I wish they just eliminate the numbers. And say, well, numbers went down a little bit this year, so let's look at them. And it, it, like I said, study them. Those are the lessons that 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 are most valuable. See, see what it is that that's causing firefighters to die individually, one at a time, two at a time. Fires on the highway. We lost some great firefighters out on the highway. Yeah. Oh God. People at extrications and stuff like that. It's not just fires, obviously. So there's a lot of ways to get hurt and banged up in a job that we all do. And for every way there is to get banged up, there's a solution for it. There's there's a way to reduce it. You know? Well, and we've talked about that before. We'll talk about it again. You want to reduce your line of duty at numbers in most instances, not all of them. Uh, be a company officer and step up and do your damn job. Be a senior firefighter. Take care of the younger firefighters around you. Be a chief and know that your people are your responsibility. Um, you and I have said it. You know, so many of the line of duty that occur outside the firehouse, we always ask, you and I look at each other. Where was, where was the lieutenant on this one? Where was the captain on this one? There's great company officers, but do your damn job. We've said it before, before we close things out here. We spent thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars on a seatbelt alerting detection system inside fire engines with red lights and buzzers and whistles and sensors and seats to tell you that your guys aren't putting their seatbelts on or didn't close a compartment door. What does that say about the leadership right in the front seat if you have to do that? When a you captain know. can just turn around instead and say, hey, put your seatbelts on and we're not going anywhere. Guess what? Click, click, click. To be honest, a second. One statement. Save all that, all that technology, all that wasted time and energy and money. You're right. Well, let me ask you closing thoughts. We finish up here. Uh, I kind of just said something a little bit. What John Salka's thoughts. What do we do? What do we do? To be better, and I didn't say to to, make, to to reduce the numbers any further. I'm to be better at what we do in the fire service. 
listen, I can't tell you how many fire departments I've been to that don't have written procedures, that don't have a safety officer, that, you know, officers aren't, officers aren't trained. Officers get promoted, elected or selected. They just put them up in the front seat with a red helmet. All those things got to be done. It really is just follow, just follow the rules. Just train your people to know what they're doing. Just have good qualified officers riding up in the front seat that aren't afraid to say yes and say no when appropriate. These are all really simple rules. You, you, you don't need a degree. You don't need anything to know all that stuff. And some fire departments just are afraid to say it, you know? Oh, exactly. Exactly. Well, hey, John, let's remind folks, you know what, uh, t tell your friends and neighbors, uh, subscribe to Old School on iTunes. Uh, for those that don't have iTunes, uh, I've been posting on my, uh, my, my uh, YouTube channel, you know, for those that, that don't have, uh, don't think that whatever the type of phone that you need and so on and so forth, there's a bunch. Uh, so you zip over to Chief Lasky at, at our YouTube channel that I post a lot of our stuff on and make sure people know about this. Um, if they need to get a hold of you, John, and I was, yeah, you, you rather people hit your website or shoot you an email? What's easier? No, nah, email's good. Yeah, chiefsalka at uh, gmail.com. Chiefsalka at gmail.com. I'm chieflasky at gmail.com, and we appreciate you joining us and listening in. Uh, you know, we try to shoot for 25, 35 minutes with these. I think we went 35-ish, but it was a great topic, and uh, spread the word. We end all our shows with a very important phrase to our brothers and sisters out there. Uh, you know, that's, uh, you know, please keep the, the men and women serving armed forces in your thoughts and prayers right now. Please, please keep our law enforcement family in, in your thoughts. Uh, uh, they're going through rough times again. Uh, and, and probably the most important thing is, is be safe and God bless you. Thank, thanks for joining us again. We appreciate you.